Welcome to Mumbition, the podcast for business-owning women by Mums & Co, where we share inspiring stories of Australian mums in business. I'm Kerry Kwan, the co-founder of Mums & Co, and I will be joined each week by our community manager, Lucy Kippist. Together, we'll discuss how our guests harmonise their ambition, livelihood, and well-being. Let's get into the inspiring stories now. In the spirit of reconciliation, Mums & Co acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to Elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. One of the most incredible parts of being at the helm of a community at Mums & Co is to celebrate the sheer ingenuity of small business women in Australia. Today's guest is a shining example of someone who combines her own ambition, livelihood and well-being with a business focused on improving the access of pharmaceutical advice to Australian families when they need it most. Anna is the female founder of Farm Online, an online business that she is building, while also lecturing at the School of Rural Medicine at the University of New England, studying for a PhD and living on an Australian stock horse stud farm in Walcher, rural New South Wales. Like a true entrepreneur, I get the feeling that Anna is one of those women who can try her hand at anything. And what we hear about on the episode today will be the first in many wonderful life experiences. Anna, welcome to the Mumbition podcast. Thank you for having me, Carrie. Now, I'm so excited to ask you to share a bit more about your journey. We love asking business women about what they do, about their pitch, and we think that women should embrace every opportunity they have to make introductions and connect with customers. So please, can you share your elevator pitch with us? Sure. So uh, I'm the founder and director of Farm Online, which is the first uh, pharmacist-led telehealth service in Australia. So our aim is to offer 24-7 access to pharmacists, who are the medication experts, to people in their home. So it means that they can talk about the medications they're taking. We discuss treatment plans. We do medication reviews. And it just gives people some more insight and confidence to advocate for themselves around their health care such an exciting business. I'd love to know what do you love about your business right now? Farm Online was very much born out of COVID um, and recognising that people weren't able to go and see, you know, potentially go to the community pharmacy that they normally rely on or even see other healthcare professionals. So I'm hoping this is going to fill that gap. That's the intention. Um, but what do I love about my business? Um, for me, it's a huge learning curve. So as a pharmacist, um, being an entrepreneur is something that's relatively foreign. It's not something that we are taught at university. And so I'm very much learning on the fly around, you know, how, the best way to manage my business and, and making sure that I'm asking lots of questions of other experts experts that are in this area so that I can ensure that my business is fit for purpose and it will leave the legacy that I intend to leave behind once, you know, once this hopefully grows and becomes really big and it's something that I, you know, I think has a lot of potential to make a really big difference for people in Australia. 
Uh, that's such a strong and impactful and important uh, journey that you're on. So thank you for for crafting this legacy. Thank you. No, it's it's been a joy so far. Hard work, but a joy. <laughs> and uh, speaking of hard work, as Carrie shared in the in the intro here, um, you're a pharmacist, you're a company director, an academic, a consultant, a researcher, and an innovator. Really, I think the only thing missing from your impressive LinkedIn profile is mum or mother. As a queen of time management, is there something you've had to stop doing in order to make your life and business work? Yeah, good question. Um, um, I haven't stopped mother and I don't put um, LinkedIn, I don't put it on my LinkedIn only because I see that more as a very much a kind of professional profile. But I mean, that's obviously a huge part of my life. It's it's wonderful to be able to to build a business and still enjoy time with your children and, and seeing them grow. So my children are uh, five and four, so I have them very close together. Um, I'm not sure that I'm a queen of time management. I just love doing lots of different things. It really uh, engages me and keeps me moving forward. I find if I don't have much to do, I tend to not do much. Um, whereas the opposite occurs when I've got lots of things to do, I do tend to chip away and be very consistent and get things done. But when it comes to stopping things, I don't know. I try to. I try to have. Uh, I don't really like the term work-life balance because for me, my work is my life. I'm a pharmacist. I love healthcare. I love helping people. So that is just my life anyway. To me, this is just formalising it um, in a, in a you know a business kind of package. But uh, I do you know there are times when I go oh I really haven't caught up with friends in a while so I'll, you know I really try to make that time and and you know commit time to doing things that I think I need at that particular point in time. Uh, I also make sure I really. Um, have a calendar for my day and, and try and stick to the times that I allocate to complete things. And as I said, I just chip away. So I do bits of things all the time. I always say to everyone, I'll probably always miss a deadline, but not by much. <laughs> um, and so I always try and work that in. So, you know, with my PhD supervisors, for example, I say, set me a deadline and I might miss it by a day, but it will get done. <laughs> um, or, you know, if I'm going somewhere, I'll say, look, I'll be far, you know, always think I'm going to be five minutes late. Um, 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 so I wouldn't say I'm the queen of time management, but it, it is a really um, a really big driver for me, having deadlines to try and meet. Um, and as I said, I don't know that I do that all the time, but it really does help me to prioritise and achieve what I need to get done. So, yeah, I try not to stop anything. I think I am probably have a much fuller agenda than I've ever had in my life. And I think that's probably true of all of us, to be honest. We're always adding things. But as I said, they're just times where I, I can really, I'm very good at compartmentalising and leaving things alone and going and enjoying something and then being able to stop that and go back to do other, you know, admin tasks, for example. So that's probably a, a, something that I've very much picked up and incorporate now in you know, all across my life. It's really impressive to hear you explain it like that because what I'm hearing is that you're just really good at focusing on yes. what you're doing in the moment, which yes. makes it easier. I think so. And I think I've been very, been trying to be very mindful. You know, I know like there's a lot of health benefits for mindfulness and being present. And I really do try and do that. I don't know that I always succeed, but I think that really does help because I can just go, right, this is what I'm doing right now. This is what I have time for right now. And I try to get the most out of that. So whether that's with my children doing homework or, you know, it's yeah enjoying time on my own, reading a book or having a cup of tea or doing, you know, work in my business, that's just how I help to separate that. Would you be able to pinpoint something that might 
be the most transferable skill between business and motherhood? Yeah, organisation, <laughs> hands down. Um, and you have to be organised in both of those roles. And I think motherhood has made me much better and has actually stood me in good stead now as a business owner. I don't think I could have been um, an independent business owner before I was a mother. I just didn't have that structure, I don't think. You know, I, I think motherhood has made me go, right, you know, we've got things we've got to get to. I've got to pack lunches. I've got to wash these things in advance of, you know, book week. I've got to have things organised for book week. And, you know, it, it just helps you go, right, these are the things I need to do. And I think I've always been a list person, but I think that's become even, you know, more prominent. So I'll kind of write things down for the day, cross things off as I get things done, and things that are still remaining then, you know, carry over until the next day's list. There is this kind of regimen mental discipline that you have to have when you're running a household and you're running your business and your checklist that you're talking about I'm thinking instantly there that's that's workflows that's like processes yes, that's right and exactly I think exactly like you're saying there's so many bits and pieces that are transferable and you don't even realize you're using it or doing it across both of those settings but you just do it because it just becomes part and it's almost innate in both of those roles so wow Anna, as Carrie mentioned before, we love asking women to practice their, their business pitch, um, but we also really like making introductions, particularly within our community. So if you could ask for anything right now, be it in your business or your life, what would it be? For me, I think particularly my business right now. So I'm on the cusp of signing a few contracts for offering some business to business contracting opportunities that we're doing through Farm Online, which is kind of a new area that we're expanding into. And so I think having a lawyer that has some insight into kind of health and health tech would be amazing. And I'm very lucky that through Mums and Co, I've already had contact with an outstanding uh, solicitor that has already offered some assistance, which has been really helpful of just understanding what I need to have in place when I'm, you know, starting to offer our services to other businesses, which again, it's just been this huge area that I've had to learn about as far as having plans in place. If, if something were to happen to me and how does that business, you know, how does the business continue? Like just things that I hadn't really thought about, but when you start to look at these contract opportunities, um, these, these businesses have that requirement. So it's, it's really helped me to go, Oh, I really don't know about that. And I do need help and I need professional um, assistance to make sure that this is, appropriate and it will serve the business into the future as well. About half of business owning mums actually start businesses in areas where they don't have any prior experience. So and and how I how I view that is that they are brave and they're remarkable, but they're also very good at finding finding things out yes you know we're figuring we're figuring out how to solve a problem so and maybe that's another thing with you know we're 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 so many different hats but we're always trying to figure out solutions (laughs) uh, and applying that to both life and business the, the family and business that's right and I think that's actually a really good way to look at it is being trying just to be solution focused and I think that helps with you know, planning as well, like thinking about, well, what can I do to make this better? And how do I, how do I structure things so that, you know, things are as easy and as efficient as possible? I think that's a huge element of how business women work too. They want to pay it forward. So please don't assume that they don't want to help. It's just that they don't know exactly what you need help in. So articulating that ask is super important. So we love supporting your pursuit as part of the Mums and Co community and that's one of the reasons why we're 
actually called Mums and Co for the for the Co bit, which stands for the partners and the friends, uh, the family and clients that support you and our business. So, can you tell us about your Co and how they support you? I have a huge co um, and I couldn't be doing this without them. Um, it's sometimes easy to forget that because you get bogged down, you know, in the details of your business and, you know, some of the stresses that come along with that. But, I mean, absolutely, my my husband is uh, phenomenal um, with helping me um, and picking up the slack, particularly around the house when that needs to happen. And that hasn't been always been the case either. You know, I've seen an evolution for him as well, you know, as a man and as a husband and as a father. I think when we first met, we were very young, we were 18. And, you know, I think there was maybe a concept of very uh, gendered roles, you know, in, in what we would do in our lives and how we would, you know, look into the future. And I always think that he may have had an expectation that once we had children, I'd stay home. And I was like, oh, I was never like that, right? I've always been very, very focused and very goal orientated. And, and I knew that wouldn't be the case. I knew I wouldn't kind of set aside that part of me, which is my personality. So he's been very, very good at, you know, evolving over time and picking up more slack. And particularly now that the children are getting a little bit older that's just made a huge amount of difference kudos to him he's he's done very well with growing with me although sometimes that does cause some friction (laughs) without a doubt Um, you know who's putting on the washing today and who's who's cleaning the the kitchen and (laughs) but it's it big you know I feel like we're a really good team my children are beautiful as well so there's a lot of I mean a lot of us are dealing with this at the moment with you know working from home you know I have to go Pete's mum's just on a call at the moment and and they're really good too they're they're actually, you know, they've got that awareness even at four and five of, you know, that separation of mummies in work mode at the moment and we need to go and do something else, um, which doesn't always work. And I often have people, you know, little people popping up in, you know, Zoom calls and teleconferences and that's okay. Again, I think that's become a lot more acceptable, which I think is a great thing for mums. I've got an amazing network of family, so very supportive um, parents and in particular my mum who is my absolute number one cheerleader. If you talk to her, she would say I'm the best person on the planet, which there's obviously some confirmation bias there, Um, but she's an amazing support and she always says to me, you're doing too much, Anna, and then, yeah, I think the reason I do too much is because of her. Um, She has demonstrated that to me all through my life, so she was a working mum as well. She was a teacher in primary school and always did more, always did more than she needed to do and, yeah, she's actually now doing a lot more in the business space too, which, again, is gross, so it's really nice we're actually able to kind of share our stories as we're going along and yeah I I mean really where Farm Online started was actually at here at the University of New England so I initially pitched my idea for Farm Online back in March last year to the UNE Smart Region Incubator so there's a real focus here at the university for encouraging businesses and, and, you know, looking at new innovators. And so that's been wonderful. All the team at the UNE SRI have been phenomenal. As a result of that, I've got some great mentors and, uh, you know, business or otherwise or personal, which is fantastic. But I think for me also I've been very always been very very inspired by women particularly off the land so I'm a country girl um, originally and still am Uh, I grew up on my parents farming property where they grew wheat and sheep and cattle and some of the women that have 
really um, inspired me have often been teachers. So I've had some really amazing maths teachers that are still my mentors and people that I talk to regularly to get their advice. And then I've also got other women that are independently, you know, they are farmers. Again, you know, they're working in industries that has historically not been female dominated and yet they're making these huge strides in improving outcomes for women, they're involved on boards, all of those things are just inspirational to me and I hope that if I can do that for other people then hopefully again I'm paying that forward. There's an element of that co is there for you, we're trying to meet you there but I think you've also taken big strides in crafting that yourself, I think it's not just luck sometimes, you have to make your own luck. I love that you chose and your partner well. That's always a, um, a, a, a big piece of advice for any woman. And you have so many role models, so many people who've trodden the path before you that are now able to be that example for you. So amazing co. And I wanted to touch on what you were talking about then about your connection to your, your rural community because you are part of a rural community. And what's interesting is that, you know, we know that 30% of business owning mothers start businesses from regional from rural places just like you so you've touched on the importance of that in terms of networking and feeling supported but what else do you think that connection to your rural community brings to your business I've always lived rural and it's always been a very big part of my life so it's kind of hard to compare but I think what I am always amazed by is just that that level of support that you get because you know people you know, like, you know, people on so many different levels. So, you know, you might volunteer with them in a local organisation. And then they're also, you know, the local bank manager, or, you know, or you're taking your children to school together or after sport, like, there's so many points of connection, I think, in a rural community that you maybe don't get so much of in the city. And I think it just gives you that greater insight depth and empathy for other people and I think that's probably why then they celebrate you so much you know I find my community is is so happy to celebrate and and go wow look at what you're doing you know and I think that really does help to kind of maintain your your fire and and you know your reason for you know keeps reminding you of why you're doing what you're doing and I think particularly for farm online you know I think there's a lot of opportunity, particularly in rural and regional areas, because it's very much focused on people that are isolated. So whether that's, you know, socially, physically, however, I can ask them, you know, what would you like and what would you, you know, what would make you utilise this service? And, and they know it because they live it all the time. And, yeah, as I said, I just think there are so many so many other people you can learn from in communities that are rural because they've often had to struggle harder, um, I think, in many ways to achieve what they need to because they've had to overcome internet connectivity issues or, you know, not being able to go to events because they're often based in the city. You know, if there's conferences on or, you know, um, business events, that's, I mean, one of the greatest silver linings to come out of COVID, and we know that there's not a lot of them, um, for rural businesses, it has opened up these opportunities because now Zooming is normal. You know, this has been normal for me for all my life, I mean, my high school years, I was actually learning remotely a lot of the time. And that was, you know, well over a decade ago. Um, I did it at uni as well. We were, we were doing, you know, remote connection to some of our lecturers in Wagga from Orange. Um, 
and now this is normal. And so when everyone was like, oh, I have to adjust to it, I'm like, oh, really? You know, that this was just always normal for me. Um, so I think that's really opened up that opportunity for a lot of other regional business owners. And and one of the things that I've been, you know, I've often seen people, oh, once we get back to normal, and I'm like, I actually hope we don't go back to normal because we want a new normal where it's as inclusive as, as, as possible. We want people, you know, particularly female business owners to be included, to be able to have the same opportunities as rural, uh, sorry, as business owners that are not in rural areas um, and connecting us together because we still, there's a lot of commonalities. I, I, you know, I don't see that there's a lot of separation. We all, all have, you know, often the same struggles and issues, but I think just getting rid of some of those barriers that particularly rural business owners have to overcome uh, is a positive thing. I think we'll all grow collectively as a result. Hundred percent. I can hear how passionate you are about that, and also, you know, no, no surprise that you've created a business that actually contributes to that. So, yeah, absolutely, it's a great driver. Keeps keeps the fire in my belly going. <laughs> <laughs> and at the focus of your business, uh, Farm Online, is to make pharmaceutical advice super accessible for families who might be stuck at home with a sick child uh, and unable to make it to the chemist for advice. So, in what ways has your experience as a mum contributed to the vision you have for your business? Absolutely. Well, it was where it was born, without a doubt. So as I said, when I initially pitched this business idea to the UNE SRI, um, it was because I wasn't all that long, you know, since I had been breastfeeding my babies. And I remember, you know, being like it was really, you know, it must have been in the early hours of the morning, you know, which you often do when you've got really little babies and feeding them. And I thought, oh, you know, my little one's got a rash. And the first thing I did was get onto Dr. Google, um, which I would actively discourage everyone from doing, particularly when you're sleep deprived, uh, because often what it will tell you is that, you know, your child will die imminently. You know, they've got cancer or something else when probably it's a simple heat rash. Um, so I kind of went, oh, this is just not, you know, and this is what other women would be doing. You know, they'd be thinking, well, I'll just Google it. I'll get online and, you know, try and find out this for myself because it's 3am and I can't talk to anyone and, you know, but you often want that reassurance at that point in time. I thought there's got to be something better and I think that's probably where the seeds of farm online started. What has been your approach to risk? Are there a sort of processes and measures that you put in place now to protect your business? Absolutely. And again, it's probably not something that I thought about initially when I first set up Farm Online, but it's becoming much more apparent to me as well. So being in the telehealth space, um, again, I mean, people think it's very new, but it's actually not. Telehealth's been around for a long time. Um, it, we've just seen an explosion as a result of COVID. But what's becoming far more apparent is around data security um, so I think a lot of these telehealth services now need to be much more aware of how they store data, how they transmit it so that we don't have, you know, health you know, health information breaches. So I've had to very much put that in place. So I've been um, uh, setting up a, um, a platform and not myself, it's it's through another company, but we're using it as a white label that we can actually adapt for Farm Online specifically. That means that my um, team can actually enter information in an encapsulated system so that it can't be hacked, so that someone can't hack their computer and access data on, you know, people that they've talked to or done medication reviews with. Um, obviously, we need a lot of liability insurance to being in healthcare. And so, again, investigating that and being a disruptor in the industry has meant that when I go out to insurance companies, they're like, 
oh, so you're not a pharmacy. And I'm like, no. And then, and, but you're not, you're not an independent, you know, pharmacist either. No. So we've actually had to um, create our own insurance, um, you know, I suppose, package. At Mums and Cow, we talk about harmony as this triangle of ambition, livelihood and well-being. How would you describe the shape of a good life for you? I think ambition is something that is very strong um, for me and a very strong part of my personality. I, I feel that drive to compete with myself, not necessarily with other people, although I'd say when I was younger I probably felt that a lot more acutely to, that I was kind of in competition with other people. I think now as I'm older I'm kind of going, actually, no, I'm just competing with me and just trying to improve me each day. So I think that's helped. That's very helpful. Um, well-being obviously is absolutely critical. So um, one of the one of the um, bylines we use in we, we actually use in Farm Online is well-being based in science um, because we've seen an explosion in the well-being space. I often feel it's not very evidence-based, and that concerns me. <laughs> um, so I think that is something that I I try and um, incorporate into my life as well. And obviously, I mean, I you know I teach my students this that you have to be able to have a livelihood. You know, you have to be able to keep the power on and keep food on the table and and that you know there's a dance in that you know you've got to love what you do I think to have a livelihood and be actually living and enjoying your life. Anna it has been so delightful speaking with you today and there is so much to reflect on that you have shared thank you so much and thank you everybody else for joining and listening uh, we hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. And if, like, um, I, know, I have no doubt you'd like to follow Anna, you can find her on LinkedIn. And if you haven't already, please come and join our ambitious, supportive movement of thousands of Australian business owning women just like you at mumsandco.com.au. I'm the favourite thing of living at the country. What's my favourite thing about living in the country? Well, I think I, I love having lots of open space. I love to see lots of trees and lots of countryside. But you know what I really love? I love seeing all the cows and all the sheep and sometimes kangaroos and emus that just, they just walk around in the paddock having a lovely time, eating and enjoying life. So I love that. That's what I really love about being in the country. You'll have to come out and visit us out this way and I'll show you some of the wonderful things. My kids love horse riding, so they ride horses around the paddock and we also have little mini dash hounds, little sausage dogs. And so we have puppies from time to time and they're really fun to be around because they just want to just sit on your lap and lick you. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of Mumbition by Mums & Co. Head over to the show notes for a full transcript of the interview and any links we have referred to. Mums & Co is Australia's most caring business network for women. Join us today for just $30 at mumsandco.com.au. This podcast was produced and edited by Morgan Sebastian Brown of Brown Tree Productions and hosted by Kerry Kwan, co-founder of Mums & Co and community manager, Lucy Kippist. We love hearing your feedback, so if you haven't already, Please share, rate and review this podcast and we can reach more business owning mothers just like you.